It's just been kind of a crazy year. We've all been through craziness. And I mean, as much as I learned from 2020, uh, I'm ready for 2020 to straight go to hell and bring on 2021. <laughs> we will be 100% positive. If you're politically driven on social media, please remove all things Rexius from your page because it's not producing anything positive. Welcome to the Now Remember Podcast, all things entrepreneurship, people who just take life and kick it in the ass, people who make their passion their paycheck, um, who just want to make their own their own trail. And this is Now Remember 3.0. I yeah. just call it season three, 3.0, because Chad came up with it. It sounded cool. Um, with my beautiful <laughs> co-host, my wife, Mrs. Brittany Rexies. Hey. Hey, because that's the calling <laughs> card. I'm not, I can't, I sound really bad when I do that. Yeah, um, You know, a lot of you guys know, we took a couple months off uh, between, you know, a, the COVID and the end of the, and the election and all that stuff. We just didn't want anything to do with it. It was really negative. We're taking a little break, focus on our family, focus on the many, many house construction projects that my wife has me doing. Thank and, you, Pinterest. And, and just have some fun. That, you know, businesses have, it's been great. It's been busy. New Year's resolution time, obviously, for gyms and nutrition stores is insane. So we needed to focus on family and business for a little bit, but we're back. Uh, we actually shot uh, four episodes today and we'll be airing out. We're going to be more consistent, airing on Fridays and bring this podcast back to what it was designed for. It's, it's our ministry. It's our way of paying it back to help other people give hope uh, and get hope about how to start their own business, how to, all the do's and don'ts, all the trials. We're going to tell successful stories of people from right here, right here in the Midwest that have done amazing things, um, who a lot of them have started from nothing. And I hope that brings hope to you. I hope you get value out of this, even if you're an existing business owner, how to take your business to scale, how to do all the things and, and, and literally avoid all the pitfalls that we've already been down. Yeah. Because um, every screw up that's possible has probably been done by us at one point in time or another. So, you know, I think um, it's it's been crazy. We've had more franchise inquiries in the last uh, four or five months than we probably had in the last four years. Yeah. And we feel extremely blessed to be in that position. And, and like Brittany said before, a lot of people just don't want to be a number, on, number a, on the page. Number on a page. I think a lot of people got to work from home, and that's awesome. And a lot of people found out that they were dispensable because of it. Some people we really like that were really secure in their job were told to work from home, and then three months later they were let go, and that, and that sucks. And I think a lot of people want the chance of their their own work to, to reap the rewards because yeah. um, there's more security in that. You know, I, And most of our stores did very well because we were the last chain standing, but that's also because of how we operate our business. Yes. We operate our business in – in the black, we understand that we have to be, we have to make profit. We have to, we can't spend foolishly. We don't do things. We don't do things in our business to affect the stock price. I think a lot of people in industries and retail, especially the big, huge conglomerates, this was the great leveling of the playing field. Mm -hmm. I don't, there's a lot of negatives. Yeah. But this was one of the things that was a positive that, you know, businesses that companies in my industry, like GNC, that just opened up branches to show the stock price that they were opening more locations getting stupid rent deals, not worrying about people, which is the only asset that matters, but yes. worrying about how many locations they had that came back to bite them in the tail. Now, COVID didn't cause their bank. They weren't going to make their fourth quarter demands in 2019 anyways, but this happened to a lot of them in our industry. So a lot of my franchisees who have, you know, trusted in us that relationships with people are the only asset that matters have, have thrived. Mm -hmm. And so now we're looking at hot springs, Arkansas. It'd be yeah. cool. First Arkansas franchise. Uh, Ryan Dixon and his wife and daughter, they're going to run this thing. It's going to be awesome. I'm super jacked. I've known him since college. And 
I'm just excited for the opportunity. And, and how it turns out is a lot of these towns, 60, 70, 80,000 people don't even have a nutrition store now Yeah. versus a year, three years ago, we had a town of like Norfolk had four competitors. It was 20,000 people. So the opportunity is there. If you're ever interested in franchising, obviously go registration.com, look at the videos and have a conversation. Nothing's ever lost in a conversation, but San Diego, California, we applied for California yesterday. Um, Council Bluffs is a go, Gretna's a go. And now we're opening the third Iron Heaven location. Just we're going to, we're going to grind no matter what. We're going to keep pushing because we have opportunity in front of us. We all survived 2020. Now we thrive in 2021. Yes. Um, and I think that's our big mission. And, and today's, you know, the first episode of season 3.0, we just kind of want to talk about what we've been seeing out in the social web world. Yes. And our mission is to bring people up along with us. That yeah. is our mission. All the things we're going to do from here on out that we have been doing, but we're going to make, be a little more vocal about it, is we want to have a message of positivity. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people, and I get it. Like I, I get it, man. Like we, we all got in that trap of politics and you know COVID, and we were all online a lot more than usual. And then people are bored. People are depressed. I mean, teen suicide uh, call-ins increased 300% last year. I mean, and it's, I mean, and obviously what the what behavior a lot of us are emitting on social media is not positive for anybody. It's easy to fall into that negative mindset. It's easy to just start protruding your, your shortcomings or your insecurities onto the outside world and just attacking. It, it is. And there's, there's two lessons to be had here. Don't post something if you're not willing to deal with the response. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, if you don't like something, scroll past. Yeah. That's if somebody thing. says something bad on your con, your post that you don't like, it's cool. Delete and block. block. It's not that hard. The reason like people and we've had comments I got yesterday I was talking to, it was like, he goes, well, I understand why you don't. I go, I don't think you do. I'm not just worried about business. I'm just like, if I can't say words, that are going to lift somebody up. Yep. Then I don't say anything. Now, I disagree with a lot of things on social media. Oh, yeah. And it's taken a lot of practice because I, I, I some things, you know, they trigger me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? It, am I going to be lifting this person up by this comment or not? Probably not. And that's why I do a lot of my, I try to do a lot of conversations in person if possible. But, you know, I'm just going to do a message of positivity the rest of the year. I don't, you know, if you don't like, we had to think about our gym. And some people don't like what some people do in the gym or what some people wear or what. And then, listen, whatever gets you there. Yeah. That's how I look at it, man. Like if you, I had one dude who wants to work out in a Spider-Man outfit once. He said it increases his deadlift percentage or something. And I'm like, you do you, boo-boo. I mean, literally, if that gets you there, I cool. After a year of watching people, especially the obese, who got significantly worse side effects to the COVID virus than anybody else. I'm like, I I want, I don't care what the fire gym, whatever gets you there. Mm -hmm. Get healthy, take care of yourself. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. That means if you want to, dress up like a giant chicken. I don't really give a shit. If you want to dry scoop pre-workout, cool. If you want to wear tights and, and whatever, cool. I don't, I do not care. Do not care at all. I just want you taking care of yourself. And if you can, if you're trying to go to a place positive, we can be part of it. Yeah. I mean, we tell with our kids too, like, you know, they, it's like, don't post controversial shit. No, don't post not, negative shit. Don't post negative. You want to have a controversial, you want to have a, co- a conversation. Cool. It's totally fine. It's everyone's social media. They can do whatever they want with it. I'm just saying that I think you'll find a lot more by breathing life into people and positivity and raising people up yeah. than you're ever going to get by arguing. And, and arguments seem to happen. But I think you know civil discourse is very hard to accomplish on social media because people read their own perception through your words. Yeah. If, they're, if it's an opposite point of view, I know I do this. 
I read it in a snotty, snarky, you know, point of view. And I have to stop myself. And and Chad and I talked about this not that long ago that I I really, I think at least my age and just my experiences, but uh, I... I don't judge anyone for their difference of opinion because I haven't lived their life. Right. Like, you know, Chad's got different opinions. Chad lived in New York. Chad lived in LA. He's got more experience abroad than I do. Um, so he's got his opinion about for a reason. And my mom, my mom is 60. I won't say how old my mom is. Shit. That would have been bad. Um, my mom's <laughs> older than me. And she looks uh, 21 though. She looks very young. Thanks mom. Remember me at Christmas. <laughs> um, but she's got her life. And, and I know some of the things she's had, she's done things in her life that I, I, I don't know if I'd have the strength for. Mm-hmm. My mom has done, and, but she's got her developed opinions too. And I think also as her son, and I'm younger, that I, have, I we have conversations uh, to give a different point of view. Yeah. But I always did do it in person. And I think she deleted Facebook now, and which was good, my, I mean, because it's made her a lot happier. Yeah, it was toxic for her. But like and- her and my aunt from the other side, it was a battle, it was a war. And I'm getting messages from everybody, a private message from my aunt on my dad's side versus my mom. And then I'm getting text messages. And I and I finally just spoke both of them. And I may not have agreed with my aunt's perspective, but I agree that she gets to have her own. Yeah. And I said, I go, this is a shame that this is what social media and elections can do to people and families. I said, I love you. You've always been kind to me. And I hope you guys absolutely have the best. And I think you guys should all just drop this shit. And just remember that you guys have known each other since 1978, 70, 76. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how my dad met my mom was through this aunt. I'm like, there's a lot of great things that came from that. Me being one of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you're, you're exactly right. You guys, um, I think you guys have done such a good job, though, uh, both personally and professionally, keeping things uh, you know, you find a way, an outlet to kind of like let loose, you know, there's something, whether it's uh, political, whether it's financial, whether it's whatever, uh, with COVID or whatever. For the most part, you also understand, though, that there are other people out in the world that do have fears about these things sure. that you might not. So so I, I do appreciate that. And so I, in, in, in a sense, even though personally there are th- uh, – I think most of us – we're a lot more alike. I know that, I, yeah, I know that you that hate that side. I know no. you hate that saying. We're a lot more alike than we are different. But – that is part of the thing that social media gives people is it gives them an excuse to go ahead and be the keyboard warrior. I fall into that trap before too, where I felt like my opinion on it was more woke than someone else's or whatever it was. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm attacking you. It's mostly the issue broadly because a lot of times when somebody posts something, they'll post it and yeah, okay. They'll trigger you, but they posted it so that it would get the attention. I want you to know how I feel about it. Oh, yeah. So then when somebody else goes, goes on and says, well, actually you got it wrong. Then it becomes a personal thing than a, than a positive thing. So I start to, I, I, I've learned, think about the issue at at hand. Talk about the issue. Don't talk about the people that posted about it. Talk about the issue. And so that's what, where I've gone to it. I try not to, but when, when it is something that I feel strongly about, it'll be the issue I want to talk about, not the person that posted it. So it's tough. It is. And on social media, like I don't care what the issue is, where it's coming from, who's talking about it. Nothing is going to be solved typing. It's true. Via social media or via text, because you know what? I may read. I'm going to read the the content of the the text in the tone of my mood. If I'm in a bad mood, I'm going to read it in a bad mood. Like whatever it is, and so those kind of conversations always need to be in person. And I think lately, like. 
everybody's opinion, like everybody, there's so many people that have this thought that their opinion matters more than anybody exactly. else's opinion. Yep. Everybody has a right to their own opinion. Sure. Everybody has the right to be respected for their own opinion. Sure. And there's been so many attacks of people for their personal opinion. My opinion is what makes me, me, your opinion is totally. what makes you, yeah, absolutely. you totally. You're like absolutely. every, like I, I'm not going to go attack somebody. And we've had some people and I don't, I don't get vocal on, Social media very often, but when Mama Bear comes out, when I feel sure. like yeah. a group that is kind of our, like all of our ambassadors, all of our employees, they're all my kids, whether they're older than me or not, they're my kids right. and I will protect them. And just as well as my friends, if somebody messes with my circle, I will viciously attack or I will viciously protect them. Totally. And the, the opinion warriors, I guess is more what I want to call well, them right and, now. And, it's just, and, and the yeah, thing that she, she was I'm upset about, I, 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 I talked to the, the, the person and, and, and he didn't even understand what it was, what right. people were mad. He didn't mean it the way he meant it. And I just said, and I, I explained it to him and, and he deletes the post and apologizes and, and all those things. And, and it was that, that's why me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a conversation in person. I want to feel, yes. I want to feel their emotion. Right. I want to feel what's going on. And I'm a feelings person and I don't, I hate talking on the phone, but I want just an in-person conversation. We get shit hacked out and be done. And my business partner uh, that we have in the gyms that we don't text each other. If there's ever anything controversial, because it, it'll blow up into a fist fight when it could have been solved in a two minute, like, Oh yeah. You know, and that's, and again, maybe it's part of just in my age dropping my ego a little bit. Yeah. yeah. From, you know, cause I think a lot of times when you're in your twenties and thirties, you really think you have your shit figured yep. out. Then you hit 40 yep. and you realize I'm not there yet. Yeah. There's yeah. this newfound ego though. You know, the social media has given us this platform that we now we all think that our opinion has to be heard. Right. And, and again, I'm not omitting myself from this. Okay. I'm, I'm speaking about myself because I am aware that it has caused some problems, you know, in, in my own life. But I still think that even though, yes, you have a right to your own opinion. Yes. All those things, you know, if you have the conversation in person, it probably wouldn't have gone the same way as no, it did no. on social media. In fact, it'll, go, it'll probably go it'll better go and better. you might even find something that you like, oh, okay. Right. And oh, you agree about a conversation in person, totally. you might change that, uh, that other person's opinion or give them another perspective. Or give a perspective. Whereas on Facebook yes. or social media, it's not yes. we had we had, it, we had it last week, you know, like it was a week, two weeks ago and got a DM mm -hmm. and, and very upset and I got very upset and I'm like, I'm like I, I, I literally had no idea. And right. People use my name totally. to elevate conversations all the time and I'm like, it really was cool. I'm like, just come talk to me and, and the guy did and I'm like, yep, and we're good. Yep. I mean, we're like, it was over. It was 100% positive and, yep. and, I'm like, and he was happy. I was happy. I'm like, I go, listen, let's straight up like one I don't talk shit <laughs> if I got a problem I'll let you know yeah. I yep. won't do it behind your back and I won't do it on social media that's right. just how I roll so uh, and it was just refreshing I think in that aspect I'm like and it, was, it was just a lot of misunderstanding and just people putting names and mouths and and, I, and they also like the old gossip circle we did this when we were a kid where one person, one person says a says sentence it. and the next person by the time it gets down to 30 people it's, it's completely different telephone yeah, yeah I mean the, the old telephone game, game. yeah the telephone game it, it, but, but you guys have preached this a lot um, you know in the past and uh, your when your name is on the door, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. one little thing yeah. can 
get that name taken down. Oh yeah, right. big time. And I mean, you guys have lived. Uh, you you've handed it down to your kids though too. That it, it, that conversation on social media is not more important than building. You know whatever it is you're trying to build because when it's all said and done, nobody's even going to remember that post. No, no, they're nobody not. cares. Nobody's going back now. So, so, but so you know, treat people with respect. If you have an opinion, it's fine. You have a right to that opinion, but also understand that you know there is a perception that's being built yes. around that thing and people can be, be treated differently because of that. So have a conversation with yeah. people if it's really that serious. Well, and that's the thing. And it's the same way we raise our kids and I've told them the same thing. Now that some of them have social media now and I'm just telling them, you know, like, Hey, don't, if you have nothing positive to say to that person, yeah. even if you disagree with mm-hmm. it and this is my kids and cause they're 15 and yeah. it's good advice. They're young. And I'm like, I go, just move on. Yeah. I said, if it bothers you that bad, then block. I said, if you don't want to see it, that's cool. You have the full ability to mm-hmm. be an adult, mm-hmm. swipe along mm-hmm. and go to something else. And I said, and I go, if you're not, def- I mean, if, if someone is in harm, if someone's going to get hurt and you can prevent that, I believe as our faith, you were charged to help them and intervene. Mm-hmm. Somebody's talking about suicide. Somebody's talking about hurting themselves. I agree. They feel like you're getting abused. Get off your ass and go do something right. because you don't want to have that in your head that you could have changed that. I said the same way when they're at school. I said, if there's somebody sitting alone at the lunch table, you're going to go sit with them. If you are if you see that kid getting made fun of, you're going to defend them. You know, I, I, you need to be. You know what I think social media has become though? I almost, be, uh, I almost feel like people are following people they don't like so that they so can. So they can. Exactly. Yeah. So that they can. Yeah, Howard Stern woke, approach. Yeah, Howard Stern approach. They could, he yeah. had the biggest ratings of any radio DJ at the time. You ever watched Howard Stern? Because all these and people hated him. Eighty percent of people just want to see what they said so they could report him. Yeah, it still made him the most successful. Look, DJ look in at history. look at look at politicians. You name yeah. a politician. Half the people that follow you are the people that hate you, so that they can like woke check you. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's and that's and, and, that's, and that's where I and so it, it's like all this all this hate. You you you're supposed to follow people to like for the for the positive. Now I, you have the freedom to follow people you don't like. I guess. Yes, but well, and that's, and that's what my, are you doing? And that's my thing. It's like, do you read? Do you, I mean, some people just want to argue, and that's fine. But like, I go, is what you're watching enriching your life in any which way, or do you just waste two hours of your life waiting for yep. somebody you dislike to say yep. some of the wrong things so you can screenshot and put it on Twitter? I, th- I think we're like, like you know, humanity is about like we're like socially we are like maybe going towards hitting our rock bottom. I, like I like I, I, and I, I and I don't want I don't want bloodshed, but like I think there's there's going to be a time where Hopefully people aren't physically dying, but like in some way, shape or form, people are going to have to hit rock bottom to go, oh, that may be really. Hey, let's say should- this way. If all the people that are on Facebook right now and Instagram who sit there and literally just troll. There's millions of them, mm-hmm. right? That just There's argue. companies it, that it, like it trolls. It. Did you do it? And let's say we all took a month off of social media from being anything negative. We took that energy and built homes for the homeless. We could literally probably fix homelessness. We probably could in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. in a heartbeat. And, and you might you might enrich your life too. You might even yeah, get healthier. That's, you might. That's that's just it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think we found over the last couple of years that when we do things for other people, mm-hmm. and people say you're doing it for the wrong reason, I go shut up. They're getting things I'm done, and it enriches my soul. Yeah, it makes me feel good. And, and it was the whole thing. It was the, oh, you're this Christian, but I'm super Christian. You don't tell anybody about it. Don't tell anybody. Tell somebody about it. Who gives you shit? Yeah. I'm doing it. If it's good for somebody else and I feel good about doing it, there's nothing wrong with that. 
I go, that's, that, that's semantics with, with church groups. So they're just doing that for publicity. Who gives you shit? They're building a house with a homeless person. Shut up. They're still doing like, it. <laughs> we, we showed a thousand pictures and talked to a thousand million people about when we built three houses down in Puerto Penasco, Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I hope it inspires somebody else to get right. off their ass and do it. Yeah. I'm not looking for a handshake. I'm not looking for a pat on the back. You want to give one? Cool. I would have gone and done it anyways, but maybe it might inspire you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people do this. You're just telling people you donated to this. Like, I never tell them about money. I I'll never talk about money. I don't want to, but I'm like, hey, you know, get off your ass and do something. You want to be the change in the world you want to see. I know that's cliche. Exactly. Well, it's true. Sure, it's a Michael Jackson song, but God, Mr. King of Pop. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, because I mean, the keyboard warriors aren't going to change the world. They're not. No, I no. Mean, and that's just it. And, and I, I want people to breathe positivity into other people. Do something for somebody else with no exception, with no, not expecting anything in return and watch what, how it changes you. Totally. Yeah. I mean, help the guy on the side of the road when his cars broke down. Help the mom yep. in front of you in the grocery store who doesn't have quite enough money. Yep. Pay for the person's coffee behind you when you're rolling through mm-hmm. scooters. Just do it and yes. start doing it and watch the rewards be. Now, I don't know. Yep. If, like We have faith. I know there's atheists who listen to this. There's people who don't. Like, cool. It's just good karma. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, maybe you don't get anything back out of it, but I'm telling you, you'll feel better inside. Yep. Instead of I, leaving that negative post, go and put a positive one. Yeah grit through it whether you want to put that positive post or not but you know what at the end of it you'll probably feel more right feel better about yourself putting that positive 100 and you know what you may have changed that person's day and alexis williams one of our old managers that the story story that she told us about being the day maker will stick with me forever like it's be somebody's day maker you never know what somebody's going through she was cutting somebody's hair and just being super nice and obnoxiously yeah. nice and whatever. And then found out later and that girl, that person came back weeks later. She goes, I was coming home to get, I, I came here to get my hair did, the hair done. So I looked good. Like she's going to go home and commit suicide. And she decided not to because Alexis was so obnoxiously nice. She goes, you were my day maker. You made my day. Yeah. And I'm like, the power we have as an individual to affect somebody else's life for positive or negative is immense. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, it'll affect your life if you use it for positive. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, it was, we had, you know, control in here and the first time I met him he spent an hour and a half in the store and they came up here and then his business partner they came up here and and then they, I think one time somebody asked me like what do you charge for that I go nothing yeah it's just me man I just want to see people do great things and I wish I could be the one helping them put a gym for North Omaha I really do and they're doing it I'm cool and if I just could be part of that I'm not looking for anything in return. I'm not looking to get paid. I just think it's awesome yeah. watching people do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have just never had that feeling. I'm not talking just going, I mean, yeah, pack boxes for the open door mission, go pass out food at the, at the homeless shelter. That, that's all good too. Yeah. Just talk about the guy down the street who looked down and you never talked to that, you know, you don't know what's going on in his world. Mm-hmm. Maybe like there was one older guy we were talking to in the neighborhood. He's alone. Yeah. Didn't know. He was just kind of the weird old guy walking his dog and finally he's alone. So he talks to us every time he comes by. Yes, he does. Knows our kid's name. And this dude's woke out. Our dog got out. He brought my dog back up. He knows us, felt comfortable coming to the door because he doesn't have anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before it would have been, you know, old me, I probably never would have spoken to the dude. And it's just real understanding, like, except for Rosie, this on our podcast, whether you're the CEO or the janitor, you have value. Yes. And in your hands is power to change anyone else's life that you meet by just being kind. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely true. I mean, how many of you guys out there actually know your male guy? How many, I mean, I've talked about the male guy. We're the most badass male guy ever. <laughs> Chuck. It's Chuck's. That's his name. Um, 
I found out. Chuck our mail guy. Chuck the mail guy. And <laughs> and we're just like and nobody ever and we talk to him. Like we lives our house. He comes to the office and bought him a Christmas present. Bought him a Christmas present. Because <laughs> he's an awesome guy. He brings he it to our house. He knows where a package. He'll he'll throw it in the garage for me quick. He'll hide it by the fly. Just an awesome guy. So when yeah. we we were in a, a bind, and I've told I'll tell the story in a lot of podcasts, we needed some windows for our house and just didn't have the the scratch to get it done. And he goes, Go tell the ABC, tell him, tell him the mail guy sent you, blah, blah, blah. And sure shit. They hooked us up and they go, Oh, we love that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, have you taken the time to get to know people? And we've had, we just had uh, Mark Eldridge in here and he'll be airing in the next couple of weeks, his podcast episode, but he's been dealing with franchise financing and, and, co- and business coaching for 30 years. And we talked yeah. about relationships and that's all personal relationships are the only thing that matter. I yeah. mean, a lot of people want to make easy money on their phone, not talk to anybody, live a lap of luxury. And I'm telling you right now, that shit doesn't exist. Passive income is a freaking myth for 99% of the population. You know who does that? The 1% who has yeah. billions and can afford to lose it. They can make passive income. The rest of us are the rule. They're the exception to the rule. Get that shit out of your head. Your ability to make relationships and be kind and breathe life into other people is all the net worth you need and it's the only net worth that's going to do you any damn good. Mm-hmm. I think there's a weird anxiety around strangers, you know what I mean, uh, t- talking to people these days. It yeah. used to be, I, I used to know all my neighbors. I know uh, maybe two or three of my neighbors, the one that next door, then the one across the street, then the older lady. Well, great. But I've got like several neighbors, you know, around. I don't know very many of them. And there's this weird passive, uh, passive is the wrong word. There's this weird... Um, fear, if you will, to talk to people. I mean, I don't know if it was even COVID. I think COVID would be a bad excuse to use because like even before that, I think it is. And I I really do think that that's part of it because there's this weird idea that, hey, maybe they think they know me and that like maybe like it's weird sometimes for me, even personally, I'll tell you, like sometimes I might not want to go talk to a certain person or whatever because I think that they already have an opinion of me. So I'm just like, I'm just avoid it. And that's probably not even close to the truth at yeah. all. Like, it's just, it, it's a weird, but yeah, it's this thing that sort of just can seep into people's minds that they have to be afraid of other people. Why do we do that? Because when we were kids, man, we, I, are you kidding? We, I knew every single one of my neighbors. Oh, love, they knew me. Oh, yeah. I used to get spanked by the next door lady because like, I'd do something wrong. Com- like, community ass Community woman. ass woman. Seriously. That's, what it was. We talk, that's how it used to be in our town. That's how it was. And now it's like if you if you even speak ill of another you're, person's kid, it's like they're going to sue you. They're going to file a report on you. So, yeah, you so know, like, what like, happened? Like, like, like if Mama Sue had to whoop my ass and I went to my mom said, what would you do? Mm-hmm. It wasn't what – no, there was none of that. You know, And it's it, it's also like I me. Mean, I think they changed in times though. We were kids somebody rang the doorbell and answered the door somebody called the phone picked it up now if somebody calls you with a number you don't know you're like what the fuck is this exactly somebody rings your doorbell doorbell, and we don't know about it we're like yup Check the cameras. It's just so this whole. You there know, are scary. obviously great things about technology. I obviously, 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 we know that. But man, we we are starting to learn. I think I think COVID's really brought it out now. Yeah. But like, we're really starting to freaking learn. Like, man, we better roll back some of these. Uh, we got to figure out this technology real quick because it's it going to take us. It is, and that was uh, Bill Maurer had a guest on there, and I was watching, and they were talking about technology and the companies, and and and, the guy goes, and even though he was for 
the platform that they were pushing at the time, he goes, I'm afraid for when they're not. Yeah. He goes, the three companies control 92% yeah. of every single piece of a dissemination that comes to you on social media, uh, on media at all, internet whatsoever. Internet he goes, games, that's all of a freaking problem. And two, like, and that's what we talked about earlier is like Chad brought up cancel a couple times. Like, stop trying to cancel people. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking stop. Yeah. Listen, just, we are all sinners. We all fuck up. Yeah. And we need to have redemption yeah. and learn from our mistakes. That's yeah. called wisdom. Now, that's there called does experience. need to be accountability, but it's different. It's yes, different. If so, with cancel culture now, if you just cancel it, everybody's afraid to say anything exactly. now. Exactly. Nobody can make those mistakes and, and to can, learn. And so can, well, Nielsen did a research, and it was a eighty percent. This is Republican, Democrat, and Independent. Eight, over eighty percent of the population is afraid to voice their opinion mm-hmm. out of fear of retribution. I go, isn't that like the biggest attack on your your ability to just speak your thoughts and minds? And, and I get what's going on because what happens is we have five percent right on each end. And they're the crazy ones. And for some reason, they seem to scream the loudest. Yeah. And then now yeah. we associate an entire side with, yeah. the, with the three with the, crazies exactly, in the room. Exactly. And that's it's, the problem. Quit letting these people have a freaking microphone completely. Is that yours? No. Or beep? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, <laughs> we're good. But that's me. That, that, and that's the problem is that we're letting the crazies get the microphone. Yeah. And, and I don't think most people in this country, all, we all want the same thing, right? We all want to have some money in the bank. Uh, we don't want to be in debt our whole lives. We might have a home, got a couple kids, have our kids have better opportunity than we did, have a safer neighborhood for our kids. Has, and has technology really made that better? No. No. It hasn't. I mean, we were kids who rode the bike all over the city. Can't do a shit now. Zoe and I just had that conversation I mean, last and, night. And you just didn't have any fear. I got my, my parents parked their cars in the driveway growing up in Northwood, Nebraska. It's so weird about that, though, too. When you say that we used to ride, we did. We used to. And there were no street cameras. There was no technology around. Mm-hmm. And, and and we still felt safe. But now we have all this, all the technology. All the We've, technology our our, our, we our phones have trackers. Our phones have trackers. Our phones have cameras. There's cameras at every street corner. Everybody's house pretty much has a camera on. It. So if you're passing by, they're going to be able to find you or whatever it is, but nobody does it because they feel less safe. So wh- what, what happened? All right. I got it. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> a lot of thought actually, because I had, had this conversation after conversation with people and I said, and it's, I believe everybody's free to look at and do whatever they most want for the most part, as long as it's not harming somebody else or violating their rights. The same point that we have a mental health crisis in this yeah. country yep. and social media and the internet has exacerbated that times 10,000 yep. yep. because if you had a small crutch, if you had a small perversion, if you had a small anything, now you have full access to it. Full access. The freaking mind, and, and I'm not. And people are going to call me old fashioned, and that's fine. And I'll, I'm going to say this because I made the same mistake. I'm going to admit a mistake here. I'm like, what's really the harm with Grand Theft Auto? Like, really? Like, who cares? It's a game, whatever. And I'm letting my kids play this. This is years ago, and I'm watching this. And so I, I sit down, it and here's my five year old at the time playing a game where he gets to run over a cop, jack a car from a lady, you run over a baby stroller. I'm like. What and I kind of knew the premise, but I really didn't know it. I'm not like, to mention all the sex crimes that happen in that game. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. I mean, oh, listen, yeah. I'm not a complete prude, but I know exactly what you're talking oh, yeah. about. There's some weird stuff, like the shooter game. I don't want to blame those things on people's mental illness, but but I think because these young kids, their brains are not fully developed. I mean, they're they're not. You know, we're neutralizing it. We're neutralizing it a little bit, and and things are like like it's just it's unfortunate. Like I again, I'm not a complete prude because I do I do think that we take responsibility for our actions. Yeah. We 
had video games back then. The, the day we used to have shooter games. We had yeah. Halo. We had Golden Eye was the greatest thing. Gold, ever Golden Eye yeah. was, it, but it's different now. It's so realistic. It's so realistic. It's so vulgar. And in the in the in the you know, you know our standards for music and whatnot. And I, I'm allowing people. But the thing is, it's I'm not worried about people like us. They have a fully developed mind, a fully developed opinion, who can say that's fake. That's not real. We have a mental health crisis in the yep. country, and those people can't tell the difference. They can't yeah. tell the difference. And that's a problem. And I, and the question is, where do you draw the line? Do I take away your right to watch some shit you want to watch, even if I disagree with it? Well, it's not you I'm worried about. It's the crazy one. And I think the thing is, we have to have a very big, large mental awareness campaign in this country. Parenting is getting harder. I believe, I mean, and I'm not a big social medicine guy at all, but I believe universally allowed and paid for any kind of psychological treatment that be the government doesn't do a lot of things. I agree with correctly pretty much ever um, because there are two sides of people who hang out at the same country club and get us to fight each other half the time. But that's another topic. Um, but I believe that people should have access to free psychology, psychiatry, whatever they need, no matter what for free to go in. And cause we have an issue in this country and, and, and it's just called moral, uh, you know, moral verification, yep. call it whatever you want to, but mm-hmm. you know, just so they have access to that crap because I've seen if suicide, teen suicide Collins raised 300% in a year and that's and honestly they call it online the more online they go the worse it is because mm-hmm. last year they were forced online even more so than they were because they, a lot of them couldn't be in school their schooling was online their entire world now was literally on social media because a lot of them couldn't even see each other and suicide call-ins uh, the suicide prevention line went up 300% by teens that should tell you that we're not doing it so if you watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix and I watched it and I want the kids to watch it um the, the, they're the rewiring your brain. They the, are. The, 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 the creators don't even let their kids have any social media until they're out of high school. They have no notifications turned on their phone. These are the guys who created these things. And I'm like, if this is the guy who's created it and he's scared of it for his own family, it is scientifically addicting. It is very It is scientifically addicting. We are we are so okay with neutralizing so many things. Yep. It just goes further yep. and further yep. and further to the point where yeah. Everything's going to be okay. We're not going to have any morals and values. And you there's going to be more crime and there's going to be more depression and more yep. suicides and more of this. My, biggest, like, my biggest fear with six kids I is agree. That, that somebody's going to – they're going to get kidnapped and trade in the sex trade. And and that was our – that was only our, our only beef with the COVID stuff and, and the kids and the mask wasn't so much for any other reason than I didn't want my kids being okay hiding their face. Mm-hmm. We've known that Elizabeth Smart, all, Elizabeth Smart was within three, six blocks of her home the whole time wearing a mask. They had no idea. And Omaha, Nebraska is the fourth worst country uh, – city in the country to be abducted under the age of 18 and traded in the sex trade. Kids in Omaha, Nebraska are 6,667 percent more likely to get abducted in Omaha, Nebraska, trade in the sex trade than they are to get COVID and die. Wow. That's we a fact because that's, that that's from the Fed side. Right. And we did that. And, and that's my thing is like, and I got where everybody was like protecting people. I get that. I wasn't against that. My just was fear. Like, my biggest fear as a parent is my kid getting abducted. It just is. And I, maybe yeah. it's irrational, but it's my fear. And I was just so worried about them being everyone forced to wear masks because I'm like, what about the kids? I'm just worried about it. I didn't say I had a solution for it because I didn't. I'm just saying that was my fear and it wasn't being talked about. And, and we're in Omaha, Nebraska. Like, that we are the fourth worst city in the nation. If everyone took as much time as they did worrying about all other shit and tried to end sex trafficking and human slavery, which is a problem in the U.S. Yes. I mean, in Nebraska, why? Because 281 goes from Canada to Mexico, goes right through Grand Island. You got Highway 80 goes all the way across. Like, I just want as much attention given to that. I had a post up last year. If we took Operation Warp Speed, which we did, we did a great thing. Yeah. 
between two administrations did a great thing. It's the fastest the vaccine's ever been developed. Now, efficacy of the vaccine, side effects, that's a whole nother conversation. But whatever. But they did something technologically insane. The, the quickest we ever brought yeah. a vaccine out before was four and a half years and it was for moms. Prior to that was seven and a half years. It took 22 years to develop the flu vaccine. So it's amazing, right? Let's take that and let, let's let's cure homelessness, okay? Let, let's, let's find a cure for cancer. Let's let's take that same motivation and energy as a collectively as a group and put it towards some shit. Well, you talked about better, how, you know, you know, the sex trafficking thing, it's it, it's insane. It's obviously, it's obviously a, a huge problem all over the world, actually. Yes. I mean, you know, you can go to Brazil, you can talk about it in South America, you can talk about it all over the place. It, it's terrible. Part of that really still comes from there is a need for a mentally ill person to have, you know, because anybody that wants to keep somebody as a slave, whether they are young or old or whatever, has a mental problem. Yes. Yep. And as, uh, n- nowadays, okay, we go back, f- you know, a hundred years ago. That's a different thing. That's yeah, a different yeah. thing. That's a comedy thing. We're not going to talk about that. But uh, mental Mental health is one of our biggest, you know, whether or not you want to say, you know, climate state, climate change or health, uh, health care or whatever it is. We have a uh, mental health crisis, pro- a serious, serious crisis right now. And it affects a lot of us. And there's you you could almost equate this to why people are, you know, why people join drug cartels. You, yeah. uh, what I'm saying is these people are starved for more money something. or something or, or something they can't have. And they, they'll, they'll kill for it. They'll rape for it. And they'll they'll steal. Like, it's insane. Just you, like an addiction. You, absolutely. You, you always are chasing that first high. Yep. So if you start watching one kind of porn... And yep. that doesn't do it for you. Yep. Then you go to the next kind yep. of porn. Then that doesn't do it for you. Then you go to the next kind of porn. Yep. Then that doesn't do, do it for you. So then you go to real humans. Like, yep. it's, it's, it's with anything. It's accelerated. And, yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, we are the fattest we've ever been as a nation. We're yeah. the healthiest we've ever been as a nation. Yeah. We have more addictions to pharmaceutical drugs than we do actual street drugs in this yeah. nation. And it's all, it's a money game. Mm-hmm. They mean, and, and everybody's in debt more than they've ever been in their entire life, Funny. which is this today's indentured yeah. servitude. I said, of course people are fucking depressed. Yeah. Then you're going to throw a bunch of shit on social media about a things that they can't achieve yeah. or can't have. Yeah. And then what happens? Resentment. And then you got well, anger. And then you got politicians telling you it's all that guy's fault or this guy's fault. Mm-hmm. And they're going to help you get it well it, we all know it, politicians are notorious for promising shit that they can't do and these people also and these people so. are using social media as a way for them to sort of psychologically deal with it with their mental illness instead of going to see someone about it or trying to figure it out or praying or going to get whatever it is that you mm-hmm. that, that you need that outlet they're using that as their outlet and uh, like i said i've fallen into that too so i'm not i'm we all uh, have, when i say people to a certain so, degree. so 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 i'm not i'm not completely innocent but um, when we were growing up, uh, you know, if somebody made fun of us or whatever, we deal, we deal with it. We'd be uh, mad about it. We'd maybe fight the person about it. We'd figure it out. But you know, we we had the mental uh, uh, capability. We didn't have this like social media. So you can so go home ne- and shut it off. You can go home and shut it off. And so when when somebody gets made fun of now in school, it gets posted on their Instagram. It gets posted on it their does. Snapchat, and then pretty soon they're ridiculed for it. the old school knows you're ridiculous well, or you I, pooped I, your I, pants I, or something. I just had to have a conversation. <laughs> I just had a conversation with our son who's 15, and because girlie's talking to you online and whatever. And I said, I go, you need to be conscious of your decisions. I know you need to be adapting to this world. Yeah. So I'm not going to cut you off. You want to be you want to be a video game programmer. You got to build 
build an audience and all these things. These guys were always talking to and and I said to God, just be careful. Don't do anything stupid. Right. Talking to you. What like you want to impress somebody by showing them something on social yeah, media. Yeah, but but don't but don't like you know the kids are their kids are fifteen. They're yeah. wired with hormones. I go totally. So don't send a, don't send the dick pic. He said, Why well, go some kid at Creighton? We went to a fundraiser a couple of years ago and he had sent a girl one. She kept it. Used his blackmail for six months. Finally, she posted it. He went home and shot himself in the head. This is the fucking problem. Yeah. Now, yeah. They were a very well-established family. Family. Like, yeah. And he was in Creighton prep. prep student. And it just, it's just, and so my fear is that I, I, I got to let them grow up at the same point. I'm not going to coddle them, but right. they just need to understand it. And, that, and that's the thing. I, I, we, I know there's not a lot of solutions being in this, but we just yep. all need to breathe positivity into yes. other people positivity teach your fucking kids to breathe positivity into people i mean simple fact is if you're parenting is getting harder now though guys like for, for 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 you guys obviously you do very well because you you have experiences you had good parents though you know yep. here's the thing with the millennial generation they are now having children and they're having a harder time because they grew up with this sort of the same thing it's different now but it's still kind of the same thing it was 20 years ago so so uh, when they were growing up they had cell phones I didn't have a cell phone until I was 22 years old. You know, like yeah, we, you know, yeah, it was around 21, 20. 20 yeah. yeah, yeah, right around that area. So when, when, uh, when it's, the, they grew up with that thing, they didn't necessarily have the well-rounded, and I'm not talking bad about millennials. I think millennials are the figuring it out, but it's harder to parent now. It's yeah. so much harder to parent. It is. And, and that's the thing. I mean, and that's, that's where my whole. There should be parenting. Like there should maybe like, well, I don't I have, know. I, have a, I mean, that's just a lot of things. You really start teaching parenting things. I mean, seriously. One, scare the shit out of the kids about freshman year of high school so they keep their pants on. <laughs> Two, I mean, it's just like anything. Prepare yourself for life. I think they should teach budgeting and finance from 8th, 9th, and 10th grade, then or 7th, 8th, and 9th, and 10th, 11th, 12th, you should teach wealth management. And so I said, why? I go, if we don't teach people to start thinking in those terms, they're not going to think in those terms. And it's just all those things. You need people like, here's the reality. I mean, they used to have baby class and home ec and all that kind of crap they when did. we were younger. And, and go ahead, you know, and that's just us. Like, obviously, her being a teen mom and stuff, our kids get this spiel often. Yeah. But, you know, just, my biggest thing is I told them, I said, I don't care what you do, I don't care how much money you make, do what makes you happy. And breathe life in other people. Mm-hmm. Be positive. Be the daymaker. And stop being so offended by everything. Oh my God! Stop being offended. Darkness. And just just be the light to somebody's darkness. I agree. And just absolutely no need. And you know, listen, we are all imperfect. Every last one of us. And never stop to think that you know your shortcomings. You wouldn't want blasted to the world. Don't blast somebody else's. Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't want all your dark secrets to be exposed, don't try to expose somebody else's. Don't throw the first stone. Don't throw the first stone. Just like anything that says, if you're if you're a Christian, you believe in faith, and this is uh, this is contrary to a lot of uh, different faiths that we are all imperfect, and that nobody's imperfection is any better, or any worse than somebody else's imperfection. Mm-hmm. And this is an absolute fact of my life. I don't know if this X Y Z or not. But I know I'm not perfect, so I can't. I really can't. We bring no judgment to the game because yeah. I've done fucked up so many damn times, and I am by the grace of God still here, churning and trying to do better. And I think we're all just trying to do better. So let's all do better. Yeah. So honestly, it's gonna be an awesome season. That I don't ever podcast it's gonna be great we have a lot of great guests and i hope that this season is a season of life for you guys that you know shit just gets better yeah that's just it we have a positive attitude on our shoulder if you don't come back and listen to this episode again let's get positive let's do it together and if we can help you shit we want to man thanks for watching go to timrexis.com links to all the podcasts now we're never on youtube spotify soundcloud and itunes um and give us a five-star rating please and just share with a friend we make no money doing this we just do this as our way of paying it back love you guys love you guys